0: Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and we've got some good news to share today. As a matter of fact, I know during the election season, Tuesdays are known as Super Tuesdays here on The Bottom Line, and that's when we uh, take a focus on what's happening in the political world. But so much has been happening. I think February uh, 2023 is going to be known as the month where revival broke out worldwide, and it started in the United States. And for those who've been praying for a revival— Um, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, remember February 8th, Cedarville, or excuse me, uh, Asbury first and then Cedarville. And uh, we, we saw students really being touched and really being blessed. And we said, okay, well, this is great. But then people got into the big online debate, you know, is this really a revival or what's the definition? And then you had some older folks saying, hey, I was part of the Jesus revolution. And what about me? And then you had Generation Z coming in and saying, it's not your turn. It's our turn now, just like it was for you 50 years ago. And, you know, they were all very valid points. And my Tendency when something like that happens is, and, and let me qualify this by saying, nothing like this has happened <laughs> in my lifetime. I mean, I was, when the Jesus movement, the Jesus people thing was happening, I was in elementary school, probably eight or nine years of age. We moved to Orange County in 1969. I didn't really know that much about Calvary Chapel because we went to a mainline denominational Dutch Reformed church. I didn't know about Calvary Chapel until maybe the mid to late 70s, I'd heard the term, and then I actually went to my first concert at Big Calvary in the sanctuary, of those Saturday night concerts, I think it was in 1981 or 82. As a matter of fact, going to Cal State Fullerton in the 80s, um, it's interesting because there were some of the guys in the band that kind of lived in and around the area they either had construction jobs and they were playing in the bands or in one case one of the guys from the band undercover was in my chemistry class i i had a, i was i took biology when i got to uh cal state fullerton i was a business major i was terrible at it and i think i got a d and so i thought well i need to do something better to get my grades up because i had to take something with a lab so i took chemistry and i got a d in that also I just, it was Tuesday and Thursday mornings. It was early in the morning. I was making out set lists for my band. I was not thinking about chemistry. But then I noticed they had a class called air and water pollution, Chem 107. I'll never forget it. And I loved that class. I was looking at my transcripts the other day and realized I got a C in it. I thought I did much better than that class. But one of the things that made it intriguing for me too was there was a guy who used to have kind of a buzz cut with a curly Q tail coming out of the back of his head who was in the group, used to wear uh, trench coats all the time. And this was a class that met early, too. Uh, Years later, I found out it was Ocho Taylor from Undercover was in my chemistry class. And uh, I don't know how he did. Um, I know how I did. Um, But, you know, Undercover went on to be kind, kind of quite the big deal in Christian music. And ironically, what happened later on in his life is he wound up renouncing his faith. I mean, long before people were detoxing. He is now a practicing atheist or agnostic, from what I understand. And he became a college professor, and he'll still speak fondly of people he knows in the Christian tradition. And there are a lot of people who, uh, I mean, undercover gets together and play gigs. They played a gig at the coach house in Southern California not too long ago. And and I wonder what it's like for the guys, because they all have a love for each other, a friendship for each other. And Joe was a real driving force, uh, bass player, keyboard bass player. And he was kind of like, from what I gathered, kind of like the heart and soul of the group. The band still has an influence 40 years after their you know foundation, but to have one of the primary members, I mean Bill Walden, who was a singer in that band, uh, went on to become a Calvary Chapel pastor. I follow his exploits on social media, and uh, Gary Olson, the drummer, Jim Nicholson, the guitar player, is Jim G Y M. And I haven't kept up on the other singers or other players that have been in and out of the band since then. But um, it was interesting to see somebody who had been in the church and then kind of wandered away. And I used to hear from consultants all the time saying, you know, there are a lot of people who are making Christian music and part of the reason they are is they're like, yeah, I've been to church and it's kind of an easier path to success than taking the mainstream music route. And I thought, no, that's not true. But, you know, there are people, I mean, let's face it, who get into this for the limelight, they get into it for the showbiz aspect of it. And and then they're not. Um, I have a dear friend, a guy I've known for many, many years. He's a broadcast engineer. Uh, works on a couple of major ministry programs. And his wife is a believer now. But when I first got to know her, she was getting into broadcasting and I was teaching in a local school. Uh, she had worked as, an I think we called her an exotic dancer back then. She, had, she used to work in the clubs. And to see her now happily married to this Christian man and serving in ministry is just thrilling to me. I love those types of stories. And I think we're a lot more familiar with the I used to be you know, in the world, and now I'm a Christian instead of the other way around. But it's interesting to me how many people are coming forward now with, um, <laughs> with stories of saying, hey, you know, this revival thing that's happening in the land, it's been happening for a while, and this is my story. Uh, I want to open today's program by sharing the story of Donna Holbrook. Donna is a resident of Lexington, Ohio. And she and her husband, Steve, used to run a business in Lexington. Steve died of cancer in 2020, but they ran a business called the, well, um, <laughs> the Country Time Gentleman's Club. Steve and Donna Holbrook ran that business. And Donna, I mean, lest anyone think that the idea behind a, uh, uh, a Christian, uh, you know, who gets involved in the... Uh, Uh, this kind of outreach that it's only guys who run these things i mean here's a woman who after her husband died she kept the business she kept running it in addition to the country time gentlemen's club that they opened in 2014 they opened the showtime gentlemen's club near mansfield ohio in 2017 steve died of cancer in 2020 and so that's when uh donna wound up selling the country time place uh the Showtime Gentleman's Club closed in 2021, ostensibly because of COVID. But it's interesting because Donna Holbrook is now working as a real estate agent. But she said something came over her and changed her outlook. Now hear this, what I say to you. Donna Holbrook said she supported her husband Steve in owning strip clubs and operating strip clubs because she believed that it was actually a safe space for women. For women who had maybe been involved in pornography or prostitution or whatever, she felt at least that they could, um, uh, you know, this would be a safe space. She also said that, quite frankly, she thought that because she had been brought up in the church, if she did run this club, that she could invite women to come to church. And, and so she said, I, literally, my husband and I decided to start these businesses because we wanted to help people. They were kind of non-denominational Christians at the time. They started this. But then something happened. I mentioned Donna's a real estate agent right now. But one day, uh, federal agents showed up and arrested someone. Actually, they took her into custody because there was a woman who was being trafficked, and her trafficker showed up at the club. And so once that happened, all of a sudden, the idea of saying, we were trying to run, you know, as Christians, we were trying to run a strip club. Well, here's what they do. She'd say, you know, probably of the 100% of the women who came to work with us, after they worked with us for a time and made enough money, we would help each one of them to try to get out of here, go on with their lives, get to school, get clothes, this, that, and the other thing. Sometimes we were able to give them cars. Sometimes we were able to help help them get their GED because they might have quit school. We, we We really could. But at the same time, she said, even though we tried to put all of these safeguards in here, Most strip clubs, for example, don't have cameras behind closed doors. There's no accountability. We had cameras everywhere. The girls knew if they wanted to do this, that this was a safe place to do it. And Donna Holbrook used to run Bible studies here. But you know, she said, as this happened, she was working an extra job. Her husband was working an extra job. He was driving a semi. We thought, okay, well, we're helping to save souls. But then steve died suddenly in 2020 of cancer and by the time that she had this revelation moment where someone came into the club and actually was arrested for trafficking one of the girls who was dancing there she said you know i realized that i was a nominal christian She said, I was, you know, uh, someone who considered myself to be a believer, but I realized in that moment, I didn't fully understand what salvation was all about. I didn't understand what total surrender was. She said she always felt that she believed in God, but she didn't really have a connection with God. And that's when she met a guy uh, who was a pastor at a local church, Fusion Church in Lexington. And she went in and just said, here's the deal. And he said, you know what? Let's confess that sin right now. And she believed and she was baptized. And the minute she came up out of baptizing, she said, it changed everything. It changed everything. And I realized that the sex trafficking had been going on and I couldn't handle it. And next thing you know, I wound up selling the first one after Steve died. I wound up selling the second club and now I'm selling real estate. And, you know, it's... But she did have one stipulation though for selling. She said, I will not sell to anyone who isn't going to knock this building over and put something else in it. She said, so now she's fully motivated to fulfill the Great Commission. Ephesians 5.8 is what drives her. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Now she knows what true salvation and repentance is all about. And praise God, Donna Holbrook has done some good things, but now she's walking with the Lord fully and completely. That's a great news story here on The Bottom Line. Hey, let's take a quick break. And as we continue, we're coming into a season now where there's a lot of prophecy that's coming up, and how do you determine what is prophetic and what isn't. Uh, pastor and author James Levesque has a book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. We've got a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're going to talk about it coming up next as The Bottom Line continues.
1: Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while well, you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Cover Law used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877 214 4935. That's 877 214 4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. Well,
0: everyone is asking about biblical prophecy these days. They see what's happening in the world, and they go, oh my goodness, what in the world is going on here? Definitely a pivotal time for the body of Christ, but what is being said, and how can we do the best job possible of understanding what's being said to us in the body of Christ? Uh, Author, church planner, and international speaker James Levesque is with me today here on The Bottom Line. He's the lead pastor of a network of engaging heaven churches all across North America. He's the author of a brand new book that I think is going to uh, provide a lot of clarity for those of us in the body of Christ who are looking at the world around us and saying, what in the world is going on? The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. And we have a link for the book up at show.com. James Levesque, welcome to The Bottom Line Show.
2: Oh, man, so good to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh,
0: I- well, and we, as we were talking before, we got our uh, recording rolling here. You got a great hockey name. I love that. It just sounds like, you know, Levesque with a four check and the, you know, <laughs> right right up into the hard boards there. Of it. I know but, it. but I appreciate the fact that you, th- what you're bringing to us is something that says, look, we know the world's getting crazy. We know it's kind of stumbling into darkness, but we also know that God's not left us here completely, you know, untethered. Talk about why this book is so important for the church right
2: now. Sure. You know, I'm reminded in Corinthians when Paul you know, he laid out all these gift descriptions of the spirit and he's laying all this stuff out. And then he says in, in Corinthians, I believe it's 14. He says eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, but then he goes, especially the gift of prophecy. So it's like, yes, we desire these things, but why you highlight prophecy? Well, I think for a few reasons, it's hearing God. And, and if anything, we have to understand is we are wired to hear God's voice. Now we live in a day where there's so much noise around us from the world, the media, the devil, whoever, it's really important that we understand that we are called, every person listening, to hear God's voice. And not only are we called to do that, we've been wired to do that, but I believe hearing God's voice is essential in the days that we're going into.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. And a a lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking that they're hearing it. Other people are absolutely certain talk to the person who's kind of on the fence right now i mean in terms of what is god saying what is not god not saying i mean i think that's having that discernment talk about that
2: yeah i think everything comes down to the word right it all has to begin and end with the word i always say like god will God will never contradict his word, but he might contradict our opinion of his word. Mm, Meaning this, mm, we mm. Have, we've got to understand the word of God without our filters, just the way the Lord intended. And I believe the word is a starting point for the things that God wants to say. You know, I mean, for instance, we hear a lot of gloom and doom words on the earth right now. But the reality is when we read the book for believers, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of like God protecting his people, the glory of God being poured out, you know, the gospel going to the far ends of the earth. It is Jesus said the end times will be great and dreadful. But I believe at the very same time and as Hmm. his children, as believers, we have to lock into that report. Otherwise, you know, we're missing our reason for being alive right now. And hearing his voice lining up with his word gives us hope. It doesn't actually give us fear or give us concern. It gives us hope for the days ahead.
0: Talking with Pastor James effect today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, my wife and I were out for a walk earlier today, and I don't know how we, we were talking about something happened. It might have been the Grammy Awards or something like that. And I, she looked at me, just, you know, asked the rhetorical question, whatever happened to our nation's sense of shame anymore? And I said, well, you know, there's that whole self-respect issue, and you write about how for us as just children of God against this dark, dark and deep cultural backdrop, that there's a high value in the body of Christ on integrity, you know and 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 placing priorities where they need to be that's falling away in the culture right now. Talk about how we don't have to try to make ourselves pure necessarily, but if we're living our kingdom lives and living you know according to spiritual priorities, uh, we will place a high value on integrity in everything we say and do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, dead religion, fruitless religion is man's vain attempt to get close to God. But in in the spirit-empowered life, we are grafted into this sonship, this daughtership in heaven, where it's our identity. Our identity is not found in what we do, it's found in Him. And what I believe is this, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice, we've got to be clean, man. I mean, we have, it's like a pipe that's blocked up or it's just flowing freely. And integrity, integrity is who we are when no one's around, Mm. when the lights are off, when the church service is over, are we living that life in our homes where we're honoring God? You know, I think the Bible says in the book of Acts, Stephen was a man of faith who feared God with all his household. Well, that is integrity, Mm. fearing God with our household, honoring him with all that we have. And I think, you know, look, COVID kind of exposed a lot when it came to Mm. ministries, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you saw, you saw celebrity pastors who, really died on the balcony of boredom because they're on COVID timeouts and they're starting to mess around in sin. Mm -hmm. That's not integrity. Integrity is whether I'm in COVID timeout or not, we're honoring God, we're living right, we're loving Jesus. And so I think a lot of the mess ups when it comes from like prophets that have been so far off, it's because their personal life is off. If we're listening to God and yielding our lives and living in integrity, then the voice of God is going to be clearer and purer coming through our lives.
0: Pastor James Levesque is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. His new book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, James, we hear a lot about younger generation right now going through it in, with regard to their relationships, with their emotional health, uh, the things that are just, you know, kind of, tough. I mean, it, it seems like uh younger generation is looking for I don't want to say easy answers, but that kind of swipe to the right and everything, all your problems go away. There's an app for that, you know, type of mentality. Sure. One of the things you write about in your book, 10 Prophetic Values for Today, is the power of perseverance and the and the the value of doing so. Talk about why now more than ever. I mean, that that's not just kind of a pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, grit your teeth and gut it out type of thing, but rather it's it's understanding that our walk in faith is more of a marathon than a sprint.
2: Absolutely. You know, I love the, 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 it's almost like this, this moment of parable where they came to Jesus and said, How do we see the kingdom now? And then immediately Jesus goes into this bizarre, like left field parable about the miners. And Mm. God gave them this, this, and this. And it was all about faithfulness. We live in generation. You know, I often say we're in a microwave generation, but we serve a slow cooker God, right? And and there's some things we need to understand. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be instant. It's about faithfulness over time, being honoring to God and honoring to those around us that leads to this moment of breakthrough. We want it so fast. It's like, it should have happened yesterday. You know, uh, one thing God challenged us with is health being restored. Mm -hmm. Like since this year started, I'm on a 33 pounds down since since December 5th. But one thing I had to come to grips with, I didn't gain all that weight in one year, right? I'm 43 years old. It took half my life eating bad, not thinking about it. And so I had to take it one step at a time. I'm not looking for a hundred pounds overnight. I'm not looking for like, I'm just looking to be faithful one meal before another every day, healthy habits. And that's how it is with the Lord. I have young people. They, it's just everything so fast. You were never meant this thing right here. We were never meant to have that much stimulation in our life. We were never meant to watch everybody's live stream, everybody's prophetic word. Like there's something about focus that I think is missing in a younger generation. And, and and I think perseverance and faithfulness and all those things are really gonna matter. And they extremely matter when it comes to hearing God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As Pastor James Levesque is talking about these 10 prophetic values for today, which are featured in his brand new book, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, I- the emotional health component, I think, is is major. And this may be something that is new to those of us in the Generation X or or the baby boom or greatest generation, that the idea that because of what you were describing, Pastor James, the fact that everyone's trying to learn everything all at once and have an opinion on everything and it's fight or flight, you've got to, you know, make these big decisions based on limited time and limited information. There are a lot of younger people who are are kind of taking a step back. You know, I, maybe I don't want to be as involved in church because it's just it's not good for my emotional health. There is value in in, in paying attention to that, though. Talk about it, the the power of peace as you write about in your new book.
2: Yeah, the Lord really does care about our well-being. There's no doubt about it. I will say this, this, younger, this generation that I see, I've been posturing 27 years they we've never had a generation more aware of their personal feelings mm-hmm. which i think can be healthy but i also think it's unhealthy i think when we are you know every moment of every interaction we're trying to navigate how we feel about something it's not always going to lead to something healthy but the reality is this our mental health matters and god has paid for it on the cross that we have a sound mind the bible says that we would have no other mind but the mind of Christ. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Here's how we're transformed, by the renewing of our mind. I believe, especially when it's linked to hearing God or or internally hearing God, I believe that our, our mental health is so important. But here's the thing, it's going to be directly connected to what our eye gates and our ear gates are exposed to. If we're flipping through TikTok and we see a cat drowning and a little baby running off a cliff and someone crashing on their bike and then a flower growing and then, you know, a mountain scene, like we're not supposed to process. It's like stimulating us like cocaine. And then nothing (laughs) becomes it. Nothing becomes enough. We don't there's no peace. It's like you want happier than happy. And that doesn't exist.
0: Mm. Boy, thats you're, you're preaching to the choir on this one. We all need a message like this from Pastor James Levesque, and gratefully uh, for us today, he is with us. The brand new book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice is the subtitle. We've got more of this conversation coming up next as the bottom line continues.
3: You know, I just finished a meeting in Africa with a group of guys. And I said to them, here's the deal. They want to know how things are going in the United States. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Things are crummy. But I said, what you do every day is you get up every day, gentlemen, and you realize that none of this matters. God is in control. And if you believe that, then it's all downhill. And, And I said to them, I said, so as we struggle here with the things that we're planning to do here in Africa, it's exciting to see all the things that you guys want to do and the plans you're making. Just know that God is in charge. And so and the bad things that are happening in the United States, God is going to work all of them to good, Romans eight twenty eight. That's the only solution is just go back every day to Jesus and ask him for guidance in what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Amen and amen. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. James Levesque is my guest and we're talking about his new book, which it's interesting uh, as we were kind of debating whether or not we want to you know, do certain books or not do some. The thing with uh, the James Levesque book that I appreciate is the fact that he talks about prophetic values and the fact that prophecy seems to be coming to light right before our very eyes all around us from revivals to movie openings to it's just it's so exciting. But James literally, he wrote this book about three, four months ago, or it came out, at a pivotal time in the body of Christ when the world was stumbling into darkness, as you know, and it's still, the darkness just keeps showing up. But how do we discern what God is telling us through these times? He's written about it in his brand new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have a copy of the book to give away, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. As you think about the prophecies that are playing out in the culture right now, and how many of us are looking for prophetic values that God really values and wants us to value as well. I mean, you think about the things that we need to kind of be equipped with in today's culture. A hearing heart. Um, learning to see God through the storm, the valley of perseverance, if you will, and the value of that, Uh, good emotional health, integrity. I mean, these are all values that enable us to understand the prophetic times that we're living in. And if we are not, boy, the power of words. I mean, trust me, I realize the sociologists tell us only 7% of of, uh, communication is verbal, but I'll tell you what, in the era of social media, the way those words are used is way more important now than it's ever been before. That's just one of the different areas that are prophetic values that will enable us to understand the prophetic times that we're living in. James Levesque writes about them in his new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and if we didn't mention it before, uh, James's last name is spelled L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, good for Scrabble and, uh, you know, got that French-Canadian vibe going on, even though he's Italian, which kind of cracks me up. Uh, 800-227-5278, 227 5278 227 5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue on the other side of this break, uh, Pastor James Levesque and I continue looking at these 10 prophetic values for today. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Pastor James Levesque is my guest today here on the bottom line. And if you are Googling right now at home to find his stuff, we've got it all linked at the bottomline but it's L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, which would be a dream if you were playing Scrabble or something like that right now. Where where are you from originally, James? I mean, I know you're in Florida right now. I, I sense kind of an East Coast vibe to it, but where where does your family hail from?
2: Yeah, I was born and raised in Connecticut. And yeah. uh yeah, loved it. Just New England through and through, and then moved down the floor about two years ago. I'm gonna tell you something interesting about my last name, though. Uh, Levesque. I don't have a dime of French in me. I never was. I was actually like full-blooded Italian, uh-huh. but my mother g- gave me that last name through a crazy series of events. But when I went to preach in France, he said to me, "Your name's pretty powerful." I'm like, "I'm so sorry, bro. I don't even connect with uh, French names." And he goes, uh-huh. "No, your your name means the bishop." Ooh. So. Everywhere you see the bishop <laughs> in, in our Bible is look uh-huh. at the oh, bishop. Wow. And so, yeah, okay. I often wondered if I should change my name. And then I thought, man, God knew what he was doing exactly when I got that name, you know. So, <laughs> kind of
0: cool. That is cool. You know, the brand new book, uh, T- 10 Prophetic Values for Today, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And it kind of leads nicely into one of those values. A lot of people, you mentioned during the pandemic in our earlier segment, the pandemic kind of exposed a lot of people in ministry for what ministry was happening or what wasn't happening or what you call it, the, the balcony of boredom. I just, wow, that's but that that really spoke to me. One of the things that I think a lot, that we saw during the past, let's say three years now, as we're coming up on the third anniversary of that is the fact that there are a lot of people who did kind of a reassessment, took inventory of where they were spiritually, whether it's a full-blown ministry or people's individual lives, and they're kind of rediscovering their first love. Uh, Talk about why it's important to know, really, not just to take for granted, what we've been given in our faith in Christ.
2: Yeah, I remember it was March of 2020. We were in New England, as you can imagine. COVID was pretty crazy. Things were getting shut down. We were... We have a church right outside of Yale University. So that was like, you know, the Mm -hmm. center of all this crazy. And God showed me a scripture in Mark 4. It said, Jesus got into the boat with the disciples. And then there's this weird thing that says, as he was to them. And the Lord said to me, when we go through storms, he said, it's a storm. It's going to pass. When we go through storms, whoever Jesus is, is who he's going to be when you take him on that boat. And unfortunately, when when COVID happened and trauma happens and trials go on, whoever he is to you, he's going to be more of. Yeah. But whoever he isn't to you, he's not going to be. And I think a lot of people in in many ways I feel like it was a failed fire drill for the church, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like do we believe that God can protect us? Do we believe he can heal? Do we believe he can, you know, do all these things or are we really bowing down to the voice of fear, right? Mm. And yeah. so I feel like the fear was the real virus going on on the earth. Yes. And uh, and and whoever he is, it's just, you know, this is why Christianity isn't supposed to be a box you check on a form of of religion it has to be this living relationship with the lord that through highs and lows we are you know the bible says we're pressed but we're not crushed we're persecuted we're not abandoned we're struck down we're never destroyed but as i sit here and talk to you right now there are people still in our churches in connecticut that won't come to church because Mm -hmm. of a virus three years ago Mm -hmm. because there's that much trauma and so look Who is Jesus to us? He better be our everything, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Protector, our Provider, right? I think that is the reality, because any storm we go through in life, we need to make sure that we are very much aware of whose boat we're in and who's with us.
0: Boy, that is powerful preaching from Pastor. Pastor James Levesque today here on The Bottom Line, the bishop, as he so duly noted. Uh, pastor Levesque is the founder and lead pastor of Network, uh, the Network of Engaging Heaven Churches all throughout uh, uh, North America. He's the author of a brand new book that we're really enjoying hearing about today. It's called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. And we have a link for the book up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Pastor James, uh, we have lived we've lived through the pandemic. We've seen people, you know, right now, of course, there there's a huge cry and reaction to the uh, the earthquakes in turkey and syria and people are reaching out i was thinking about the demar hamlin case about a month ago where that young man yeah. had a heart attack on the field and all of a sudden nine million dollars comes in you know to a, uh, a a toy charity that he'd kind of established for a small community and now god's doing something huge with that you, you talk about the value of generosity in your new book and how there's kind of mm. a prophetic overtone to that talk about what you mean by that
2: yeah, you know, I believe, it's funny, Jesus said this thing in Matthew, he said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And then he said, where your treasure is is where your heart's gonna be. I know so many people have been abused by 1980s televangelists, but the bottom yeah. line is there there is a healthy place of honoring God with our life, all that we own, all that we are. And what I've noticed is this, people that are generous, where they live to give to others and they're generous to others. Those are people that hear God's voice clearer, Because there's something about having no attachments and Mm. living generous where you realize that we serve a generous God. (laughs) And that God is just as generous to speak to us in a time of need, help us. And so, you know, I think as believers, we can't be stingy. You know, we can't be, you know, we have. And I think, look, I think a lot of churches struggle financially because they don't, the pastors aren't trusting God themselves. This is not some weird hyper faith giving message. This is the fact that our father promised that he would never leave us or forsake us. David said, I've never seen the the righteous begging for bread. The reality is in the book of Acts, when God started moving, everyone was, nobody was in lack and everybody was blessed. And so I believe for the kingdom's purpose, not our own purpose, God wants us blessed, but generous people, you're going to hear God differently. And look, I think it's a shame when the world is becoming more generous than the church. I think it's ridiculous when Damar Hamlin, you have the whole world wanting to dump money. And I'm sure a lot of them are Christians, but we should be the first ones to say, man, we want to love you. Like Jesus would, we want to give how we're blessed. We want to give to you. You know, we started our first church. I fed one homeless person when nobody knew who I was. Mm. And now we feed up to a hundred a day homeless every day. And we just love on people. So there's something about a generous heart and hearing God and understanding that our father has so much to say to us that I believe is is correlated
3: for
0: I, sure. I love that, Pastor James Levesque. The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, James, we've got about a minute and a half left in our time together, but I'd love for you to talk about a phrase that you use near the end of the book, which I, it, it kind of caught me off guard, but I, I, I'm i just really ruminating on it, preparing for your suddenly.
2: You know, I believe that the Lord has these moments in life for us, whether we're gleaning in the fields and about to see our, our Redeemer. Uh, but we are, you know, here's what God told me for the coming year. We are being positioned to be advanced right now. And we have to position ourselves for these suddenlies like there's a power of great expectation how we're supposed to live, you know, acts, they said, you know, silver and gold have none, but it said they he looked at them expecting to receive something as believers we have to expect every day that something's going to happen. That's mm-hmm. how we prepare our lives. Likewise there's a danger and low expectation. We cannot be people that wake up every day and we're not believing much. We're not being possessed with promise. We, you know. And our very nature, we're called to be believers. That is what we bring to this world that nobody else has. And so I wanna encourage everybody listening, set yourself up by reading the word of God, dreaming with God, believing with God and watch your life soar because this, I believe, if you believe it, will be your greatest year that God's used you than you've ever lived. So I believe that we are positioned ourselves for something great
0: and and that that word is so powerful positioned for something great. I mean, to to not find ourselves on the couch with a remote in our hand and smartphone in the other, just saying, okay, God, drop it in my lap, but rather make sure that you are ready for it and ready to receive it when it does show up. Pastor James Levesque, the author of the brand new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, nearing, uh, excuse me, hearing, glorifying, and restoring God's voice. We have a link for the book up at the show.com. Pastor James, thanks for the work. Thank you for your visit today, and thanks for being with us here on the bottom
2: line. Oh, thank you. Love the bottom line show. Bless you guys.
0: All right. Boy, what a great conversation, a great dialogue. And especially as we think about the prophetic times that we're living in, uh, what better way to understand them than to understand these prophetic values that Pastor James Levesque has identified in his brand new book with that title, 10 Prophetic Values for Today Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. We have a link for the book up at the thebottomlineshow.com. And as I mentioned, we have a copy of this book to give away. Teresa, answering the phones today, helping Joel out, 800 227 5278. the number to get you through to the bottom line at such a pivotal time for the body of Christ. I mean, let's face it, the world is, you know, kind of skidding off the rails, as they say. And yet there are those who are looking at the church and saying, well, you guys, this is a fairy tale. I would rather trust what I can see, what I can experience, what I can hold in my hand. That's where my belief is. And we know that faith is the evidence of things unseen. It really does take faith to hold on to something that you can't see, to quote-unquote talk to someone who doesn't speak to you. But if you've ever had a supernatural encounter with the Lord, then you know that's not the first time, and it certainly won't be the last until the Lord returns. So think about these prophetic values, how valuable they are, and what a resource we have to put in your hands today. It's 10 Prophetic Values for Today by Pastor and author, Author James Levesque one copy to give away at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, a city in Southern California is being maligned by our governor for doing things that he thinks, well, quite I, frankly, I think they're very, <laughs> they're in the spirit of liberty and they're the right things to do. But let me tell you about one thing that the city of Huntington Beach is doing that other cities may wanna follow along with. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. (laughs) I just saw a meme on social media that I wanted to share with you if you haven't seen it before. It was new to me. And basically a a friend of mine posted this one that said, "If, if you're gonna let Jesus take the wheel, make sure that Satan doesn't have control of the GPS. Amen and amen. (laughs) Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Varsh. James Levesque has been my guest for the past half hour. Pastor and author James Levesque has written a brand new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. We have a link for the book at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have a copy of the book to give away right now. Joel and Teresa taking your calls at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line this is a these prophetic values are under include uh, hearing God's voice having personal integrity the value of priority i mean you've heard the uh, promo that we run here on our flagship affiliate KBRT about that you're going to watch 9 years worth of television in your life <laughs> make sure that what you're watching and putting into your your heart and soul what you're feeding your mind on is of eternal value importance, Uh, perseverance, emotional health, relationship, loving the written word of God, um, the hope and knowing what we've been given as Christians, the value of our speech, the words that we use, our generosity, and then preparing for those suddenly moments. These are all prophetic values. They will serve us all well as the church basically kind of locks arms and begins to make the move. I don't want to say we're just going underground to hide out but the culture is not going to stop until they basically think that they've snuffed us out. So it's a way game, we're the enemy in the culture right now, but you remember we growing up in the time that we did, we were strangers and aliens, right? That's what all the Jesus people music was all about. And that's the world that we're living in right now. So, pastor and author James Levesque with 10 Prophetic Values for Today, a great book that we're giving away right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 227 5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. I saw a jab from Governor Newsom on uh, social media, I think it was Twitter, uh, earlier this week. Where he was chiding uh, not only red states versus blue states saying, "Hey, all the best GDP in the country are coming from blue states, and more people who are on uh, you know welfare or whatever it was he called, it was a very derogatory term, are in red states. So you know, blue states you know rule the day. And then he was going after the city of Huntington Beach for something, and I thought, not again. Uh, <laughs> what what did Huntington Beach do, except, well, maybe this is why he's upset. Did you hear about this last week at the Huntington Beach City Council meeting? the council took a vote on a very controversial issue that i think what well, i don't know let me describe it and then you tell me what you think the city council was taken an issue or had taken up the issue of whether or not the city government should be flying any sort of flags for special interest groups now we we've talked about this many times here on the bottom line show about how certain cities areas like massachusetts where Uh, There was one town, uh, one of the older, more historic colonial towns in Massachusetts had a history of displaying the Christian flag every year for a particular holiday or a certain month or whatever it was. And after doing it for years and years and years and years, one year, a group of crabby atheists and angry humanists got together and said, you can't fly that. This is city property. And so they got all mad. And so then the city council decided not to let them hoist it. And then the people in the town said, wait, we want this. And so the people in the city decided this is what we want. Well, apparently in the city of Huntington Beach, there's been a bit of furor over the years over the flying of certain flags that represent certain organizations. And, you know, there's that big difference that people forget (laughs) happens between your private property and city, county or state or federal owned property. And in the city of Huntington Beach, they decided that they wanted to put this to a vote. So an ordinance was drafted whereby the city council would be allowed to vote on a measure as to which types of flags could actually be flown on city property, like at City Hall or anything that was owned by the government. So a bit of a kerfluffle broke out because on Tuesday, uh, last week, the 21st, Uh, the Huntington Beach City Council voted that they would only allow flags that are representing the United States government. So a government flag, federal government, like the American flag, fine. Um, California flag, sure, no problem. Again, that's the government, that's a state. Orange County, California has a flag, not to be confused with Orange County, Florida, Orange County, New Jersey. That kind of signage can show up as well. And then of course, the city of Huntington Beach, so far, so good. You okay with the, uh, okay, that's, so far, uh, most people are in agreement with that. Well, then you get into the different branches of the military, for example. Let's say it's Veterans Day or Armed Forces Day, um, Memorial Day, whatever it is, and they want to have a flag up honoring fallen veterans or prisoners of war or, you know, take your pick. Okay, well, very, the, the military flags can also be flown. Th- this is part of this ordinance and then anything that has to do with local law enforcement. Okay, you wanna fly a you know flag that says, we support our police or firefighters, first responders, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so far, I think most people are tracking with this, but that's where the ordinance stopped. At that point, the ordinance then said, and nothing else that fits that category would actually pass muster. Now, to be fair, uh, when the city clerk, uh, Robin Estiano, uh, received a certain number of emails from constituents, city members, by midday last Tuesday, Tuesday evening was the vote, um, it's interesting. There was a council meeting earlier in the month, and when it was originally proposed, only 46 people at the council meeting said they supported it. 228 people were opposed to it. But over the course of the month, as the residents of Huntington Beach began to read what was in the law, read that people were not being excluded because of their gender orientation or this, that. And the other thing, the the ordinance was specifically for any property that was owned by the city of Huntington Beach. So in other words, if you want to fly an American flag, if you want to fly the blue stripe flag, or the one that honors police officers or whatever at your home, at your business, on your private property, knock yourself out. The whole idea behind this was to say, we want to get, you know where I'm going with this, right? One flag that does not pass muster in the new Huntington Beach ordinance would have been the rainbow flag. The flag that Uh, and and it's interesting too, because if you look at the rainbow flags that have been showing up more and more, I mean, there are some that are just the rainbow colors. There are some that have that fist kind of coming up the middle, which is actually a a communist Marxist symbol, you know, that we shall rise, we shall overcome. It's not exactly as innocent as they make it out to be. But basically, there were three hours of heated public comment And the text messages and emails that started coming into the city, remember the last council meeting, it was 46 against and 280 in favor. Now it was 277 in favor and only 177 opposed. So how did the city council vote? Well, the city council of Huntington Beach voted four in favor and three against the new ordinance. So that is now the law of the land in the city of Huntington Beach. What was the response? Well, what would you think it would be? We'll take a look at some of the response and to put the question to you in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. The city of Huntington Beach has taken a rather bold stance to clarify which flags can fly on city property and which flags cannot. Um, In a measure that was passed last Tuesday night by four to three, uh, the uh, ordinance will go to the council regular meeting Uh, next Tuesday for final approval, but right now the indications are there are four council members in favor and three council members against uh, this new ordinance that basically says the only flags allowed to be flown on city property are the American flag, the California flag, uh, any flag for Orange County, California, any flag for the city of Huntington Beach, any branch of the military, and any branch of law enforcement. Other than that, there will be no special interests as it were. That means that if you want to fly the rainbow flag at home you can fly the rainbow flag at home if you own a business that has private property that you own that you want to fly the rainbow flag on you can fly it there too it just won't fly on city property well needless to say uh, there are some people who are already up in arms over this Blue Shield of California Foundation has had scheduled a retreat at uh, Huntington beach's waterfront beach resort but once they started moving forward with this ordinance they now have scrapped the idea of having a big, to do there in June. According to uh, the president and CEO of the foundation, Debbie Chang, she wrote in her letter to the council, the city council's action to remove the pride flag matters to us because it undermines our mission and puts a vulnerable population at risk of further harm. Now, please note, if you want to get the media's attention, all you have to do is refer to your organization as vulnerable and at risk of being harmed and needing, um, basically, uh, protection. I, I can assure you that not flying the pride flag at Huntington Beach City Hall will result in exactly no injuries, none, absolutely none. Someone saying, I, you know, some, a, a pastor could get in the pulpit and say, I support same-sex quote-unquote marriage. Another pastor could say, I don't because I don't think it's biblical. I can guarantee you that neither one of those words spoken by those pastors will hurt anyone directly. Actually, the first guy probably more than the second. There seems to be a myth in our culture that the media has bought into, that anytime you speak anything against somebody who's on the progressive totalitarian left that they don't like, that's wounding them and hurting them. I mean, am I disappointed when someone makes me smirching marks about my faith? Of course I am. Does it sting a little bit? Yeah, it does. But you know, part of the reason why it stings is because I think of Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The only uh, the council made the decision in a split vote. Mayor Tony Strickland, council members Gracie Vandermark, Casey McKeon, and Pat Burns are supporting the policy. Council members Dan Kalmick, Natalie Moser, and Rhonda Bolton have opposed the move. Um, It's interesting because uh, the council members Kalmick and Moser said the decision is going to harm the city economically. Uh, Kalmick said, Hey, even if you don't agree with flying the pride flag, you still have a fiduciary responsibility to the city. Translation If a lot of gay people want to come to Huntington Beach and spend money and we don't fly the flag, they won't spend money here and that's going to hurt. Or maybe not every person in the LGBTQ community is militant, but not every one of them is saying, Yes, make it a big issue. Maybe they just want to live their lives and not have that problem. Now, it's interesting because uh, C- Councilman Burns, who was the p- one who proposed the rule, said the proposal really is not to target anybody. It's just to say, look, we're trying to bring people together. These are the things that we can rally around. People are going to have different religious backgrounds. People are going to have different you know, gender orientations, whatever it is. But these are the things that we can agree on. This is a city, Huntington Beach, and a state, California, that's in the United States of America. Those are all flags that we can and should fly that should unify us. Uh, totalitarian leftists aren't buying it. I would love to get your take on this. Uh, Drop me a line at thebottomlineshow.com or if you'd like to call in. What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea for this city? Do you think more cities should actually adopt it? Do you think it will create more uh, unity or do you think it'll cause more problems? Would love to get your take on this. Just drop me a line at thebottomlineshow.com or give us a call. 800-227-5278. Just a couple moments left in our giveaway of pastor and author James Levesque's new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. Uh, These are values that uh, will allow you to hear God's voice and glorify it and restore God's voice in the culture. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Uh, we have a, uh, a great lineup to for you on the rest of the day featuring uh, uh, Rabbi Schneider and discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. For those who remain on the network, today's a very special day in the history of, uh, uh, congratulations by the way, Maria from Sacramento, who is the winner of the James Levesque book. So congratulations, Maria, one of our KCBC listeners. Uh, as we continue... For those who remain on the network, today's a very special day in the history of Crawford Broadcasting and KBRT Radio. I'll tell you the story, and we're going to have some prizes to give away (laughs) coming up next on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along today, the 28th of February, 2023. And I have to admit, uh, I mentioned before the break, for those of you who were with us for the last half hour or the first hour of the program, or for those who are just tuning in i'll let you know i mentioned this before the break uh today's a very special day in uh crawford broadcasting lore for our southern california audience and i, I want to make a bit of a well dude, a, a little bit of a history lesson analysis balance and clarity segment if i, if I may um, it came up in my social media feed one of those memories you know that comes up and it was interesting because the first thing I thought when I saw the picture was, why am I wearing a shirt and tie in the studio? I mean, it's been a while since I've done that. And then I remembered why. Uh, it was a very special day for us at Crawford Broadcasting because it was a day that, if it had not happened, we would not be having this conversation today. Um, many of you who live in Southern California and have listened to AM 740 KPRT for many, many years know that uh, K-Bright has a rich history here in the Southland. Since 1980 or 81, it's been owned by Crawford Broadcasting. Before that, it was owned by Bonneville Broadcasting, which is a company that owned KBIG. Get it? They had KBIG, FM 104.3, 104,000 watts off of Catalina Island or something like that. And then they had KBRT, AM740, 10,000 watts. The cha- ten- transmitter was on Catalina as well. But once that 10,000 watts hit the water, it went everywhere. Get it, K-big and (laughs) K-bright? Well, as AM started to fall out of favor in the late 70s, early 80s and uh, FM, it it took radio operators a long time to figure out that FM was a viable alternative. I remember uh, hearing the story of Crawford Broadcasting acquiring WMUZ FM in Detroit many, many years ago. It's kind of been a flagship for us in terms of longevity. And uh, that was back when, you know, FM was for colleges and, you know, public broadcasting and no one really wanted to mess with it. So religious broadcasting was great. It's funny now listening to the two different frequencies, if you're a radio listener, and hearing music on the FM band versus the AM band and thinking, why would anybody stay with AM as long as they did? And, you know, the AM operators had a chance to go stereo. They chose not to. The FM operators did. The music sounded better. That's where people were listening. Taste change, patterns change. And yet for everybody who would like to you know, sound the death knell for terrestrial radio, um, we get a lot of calls into the studios at KBRT and KCBC and KLDC in Denver, KLTT in Denver. Um, for all of our programming, all of the guys that you hear on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, yours truly, Neil Boron at WDCX in Buffalo that goes Buffalo and, uh, into Toronto, Ontario. Bob Duco at aforementioned WMUZ, and there are three other stations in that cluster. John Rush, who's my colleague, actually, when we do the shows together in Colorado, he's literally right across the hall at uh, KLZ, the conservative talk station in Denver, AM560. But we go to Terrestrial Radio Studios. As a matter of fact, we're building a new one in Buffalo uh, for, (laughs) for our station there. So Terrestrial Radio is still very much alive and well. And the reason I bring this up is there's a good chance you're listening to us on the radio. For those who are on the podcast or watching me on myhopenow.com, you get to, to see the video and see how this has all kind of evolved. But when Mr. Crawford made the decision to buy KBRT, the studios were in Century City or Studio City, I believe, and they were playing a lot of contemporary Christian music and they moved to Orange County uh, the current location in Costa Mesa, I believe it will have to ask Todd Stickler, our resident historian and longest tenured employee at, uh, uh, at KBRT, not for Crawford broadcasting. We have guys who work at different stations. I think Frank Franciosi's worked for Crawford for like 50 years, a general manager at WMBC in Detroit, but Todd's our Todd's the guy. I mean, he's the, uh, he, he's the keeper of all the knowledge and, uh, Uh, he, he knows well that where all the proverbial bodies are buried too, Is our operations manager, chief engineer Wednesdays, he's running the board on the bottom line show. I mean, Todd, just a great man to work with, but I, 25 years, Todd, 30, something like that. But back in the mid aughts, I don't, I still don't know what we're calling the 2000s, the aughts or the 2010s become the teens. Um, thank the Lord we're in the twenties now and they're anything but roaring. They're kind of wild and crazy. But the KBRT signal was on Avalon, which is Catalina Island. And as I mentioned, the tower there was in such a position that 10,000 watts of daytime power, no power at night. um, That was the signal and nobody wanted a daytime station. Mr. Crawford bought it and um, turned it into a Christian teaching and talk format. And the beautiful thing about that the programming, the block half hour programming was just really starting to happen. Late 70s, up until then, ministries would typically purchase an hour, uh, which is why if you listen to the Lutheran Hour, the old Biola Hour and stuff, they weren't on five days a week, but they did an hour at a time. In fact, uh, the Biola Hour used to share an hour block with the old Haven of Rest program. They bought an hour on mutual broadcasting and one of them went, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The other one went Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I think they would rotate weeks. And then they each had their Sunday releases. And so that's why when you listen to the Lutheran Hour on Crawford Broadcasting Stations, it's only 30 minutes now because not too many weekend programs do a full hour. But with only KFSG in the LA area carrying a mishmash of music and the programs they wanted, Crawford Broadcasting was able to pick up on these fledgling new programs like uh, well, was for Dr. Uh, Dr. Dobson, uh, Focus on the Family, was one of the first major ones to take this over the top. Uh, Jack Hayford, Living Way, John MacArthur, Grace to You, um, Chuck Swindoll was at First Evangelical Free Church in Fullerton, and the venerable Al Sanders, who was producing Biola's program at the time, he and his wife Margaret had moved to Florida for a season couple of years to work on the day of discovery program they moved back to california started attending ev free fullerton margaret was the organist back when they had an organist in a choir and al was responsible for this new uh, fangled technology called the audio cassette remember those <laughs> analog audio cassette you could it's it's the size of a credit card you could put a whole albums worth of music on it it's amazing right <laughs> it's portable just like the transistor radio just it's amazing the technology Al used to record uh, Chuck's sermons. They would make duplicated duplicated copies for uh, uh, parishioners who would come. And then he got the idea, why don't we start taking the sermons? I can edit them in two, make two part one and part two, see about getting on the radio every weekend or possibly every day. The Lachman Foundation was looking for a pastor to help promote the New American Standard version of the Bible. Uh, Chuck liked the New American Standard, so they created a partnership where Lockman paid for the first year of production and program placement, and New Standard for Living was born. Within a year, the ministry was up and running on its own. They switched the name to Insight for Living. They've still been going ever since. But all of those programs found a home on KBRT in Southern California, and you could literally get it from Catalina to north of Ventura, all the way to the Mexican border, practically to Las Vegas. Huge signal. But over time, radio tastes changed. So, of course, Crawford has adapted. You'll notice we're still doing talk programming with a little live, you know, action from a local host, hi, every weekday afternoon. But then something kind of ominous happened. The land where the tower was on Catalina Island was a lease arrangement with the islanders, if you will. By the way, we used to have a, a chief engineer by the name of Bill Agresta, just a great guy. And uh, part of the stipulation for Bill to be our chief engineer was he had to live on Catalina Island. If something happened, like there was a fire one time, someone, you you didn't want to wait for, you know, who was at the uh, four freshmen or whatever to come out. 26 miles across. That's a long ride when your transmitter tower is on fire, right? So <laughs> you had to have somebody who was on the island. So Bill lived there for quite some time. And he... Um, he said the Islanders had a bit of a joke whenever they had to go to the mainland. They'd say, well, I'm going to America. I'll see you in a couple of days. But so Bill lived in Catalina and then he come to America, quote unquote, to come see us at Cape uh, Bright. Uh, somewhere around 2008. Uh, a rather strange phenomenon happened, and that is something that has become euphemistic on the uh, television program Survivor uh, when someone doesn't make the cut at the end of the program, they are unceremoniously voted off the island. Well, that happened to us in real life. Crawford Broadcasting's lease was extended for one more five-year term. And then that was it. By the end of 2013, we had to be off the island. Now go find a new place to put your tower. Sure. You know, if something happened, your home was being condemned or eminent domain or something, and you needed a new place to live, you can find a single family residence fairly easily, but try to find a place to put a transmitter tower. You have to find some place that's somewhere within your broadcast area, where your new city of license will be. Since our studios were in Costa Mesa, new city of license was Costa Mesa. We had to be within a certain range. And all of a sudden it looked like KBRT would be no more. But on February 28th, 2013, we made the announcement to all of our k listeners. Mr. Don Crawford Sr. came to town along with Chris Alexander, our chief engineer. They took over the Bottom Line show for a couple of days, and we told the story of how God saved KBRT. And here we are 10 years later, ready to tell the tale. I think that's pretty cool. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll get into this on the other side of this break. Some of the particulars of the things that simply had to happen to keep the station on the air. But it truly, if you're listening to AM 740 right now, and then our simulcast on AM 1240 in San Diego, it really is a miracle that 10 years later, we're still doing this. I thought it would be a good idea to celebrate right now. And so I've got some freebies to give away, um, the adult singles ministry at, uh, Crosspoint Church in uh, Temecula is having an event on St. Patrick's Day. It's a St. Paddy's Comedy Night, March 17th, 7 p.m. Now, the tickets ordinarily cost $25 a piece. However, and that includes appetizers and beverages. However, I have a pair of tickets to give away right now, and Teresa would love to get your name in the drawing. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, it's a singles event. So if you're married, it's a singles event, okay? I just want to throw that out there. 800-227-5278. If you're single or maybe you got kids or friends who are single and you think they would have a great time going, I encourage you to take them along. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line for these tickets to the St. Patty's Comedy Night hosted by the Adult Singles Ministry, Murrieta at Crosspoint Church in Temecula. Okay, we'll take a quick break and as we continue more of this fascinating story about the history of k bright staying on the air, it's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know, it's interesting when you think of the birth of an organization or the birth of a church. And we always celebrate that birth and we commemorate it. But what about what happens when a child, we discover, is going to be born as well? Is it always celebrated? In some homes, it's not. And part of the reason it is is because fear and a lot of it is just misinformation and misunderstanding about what having a new child in your home actually means. When you go to a pre-born clinic, you will get an ultrasound, absolutely free, a pregnancy test, absolutely free, and you will then hear the heartbeat, see the images, and then you get the information you need to find out what you need to do next. Do you keep the baby? Do you release the baby for adoption? In California, it's legal to end the pregnancy as well, but once you see that little child and you see all the resources available to you through preborn, you're going to want to keep that baby. 85% of the women who would go to a preborn clinic and get the ultrasound wind up keeping the child or releasing that child for adoption, and that's because if you're generous $280 donation right now, that provides 10 free ultrasound appointments for a woman in need. Call Preborn right away at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or make a donation online, click the Preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, taking a trip down memory lane today, uh, February 28th, 2013, marks the 10th anniversary of Mr. Don Crawford Sr. and our chief engineer, Chris Alexander, coming into town Take it over the bottom line show. If you want to hear those programs, by the way, I believe, Todd, aren't they still archived at kbrightradio.com? Uh, it's a. It was a great day to be there and to be here because I'm still in the same here that we were 10 years ago. But we were told by Avalon, I guess the city of Avalon, the island of Catalina, that we had to get our tower off of the island. We literally got voted off the island at a city council meeting, and we had five years to figure out how to get the tower off of Catalina. Onto the mainland, and where we were going to put that thing. By the way, since we're celebrating, uh, for our friends who are single, uh, the St. Patty's Comedy Night, uh, March seventeenth, seven p.m., hosted by the Adult Singles Ministry at Marietta Cross Point Church in Temecula. Got a pair of tickets to give away. These are twenty-five dollars apiece tickets. They include appetizers and beverages, and they are for single people. I mean, single people take somebody who's not single you get the idea 800-227-5278 teresa's standing by taking your calls 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line so in 2008 k the kbrt lease was extended for five more years and at that point the city council said we don't want your tower on our island it was a, an environmental thing There had been a fire a few years before that had destroyed some of the nature. They didn't think it was safe to have it there. So we had to go through the whole process of taking the tower apart, moving the tower over, staying on the air while we were moving the tower. I had to get a backup, you know, kind of transmitter type of thing, and then finding a place. Moving the old tower off the island, and these are massively tall towers, bringing it all the way over, and then finding a location, re-establishing the location. And it was on February 28, 2013, that Mr. Crawford came with our chief engineer, Chief Chris Alexander, and they literally threw the big switch and switched us over from 10,000 watt Kbright in Avalon to 50,000 watt KBRT in Costa Mesa. Now, the truly miraculous part begins when you consider all of the government red tape that goes into moving a radio transmitter tower. Uh, Radio frequencies are granted by the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. You don't just buy them. I mean, you can buy and sell them, but there's a lot of government approval that has to happen, number one. Number two, it's not like you can just say, I own a home in Long Beach and I would like to move to Westminster. So let me find a home in a suburb of Westminster and I'll go ahead and make the move it's not that simple there are only a certain number of places where you can actually put a transmitter tower and then there's an issue called what we call we used to call anyway i don't know if it's a deal anymore height above average terrain if your tower is at a certain location and it's at a certain height and it's got a certain power they put this whole mathematical uh, equation together if you're at 100 feet above sea level which is kind of where a lot of southern california broadcasters are and you want to go up on top of say saddleback mountain you have to power down because you're going up higher and your signal is going to be thrown a lot further. If you're broadcasting an amplitude mod- modulation, which is AM or frequency modulation, which is FM. And all that means is FM goes through tunnels and AM goes where it will. And that's the short answer until so I'm not big on the engineering part. So years went into and hundreds of thousands, dare I say, millions of dollars went into soil samples and testing and shopping around and snooping around and then finding consultants who would actually petition city councils and certain things you know, like eight month approval processes that had to happen in six weeks, that type of stuff. But here's where it began, where the miracles started to happen. A few years before we got the nod that we were going to have to move KBRT, a businessman, a marketing guru who specialized in outdoor billboard advertising made a large purchase guy by the name of Artie Marino, perhaps you've heard of him. Artie Marino bought the California Angels, who were then the Anaheim Angels, and turned them into the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. There's a long story behind that. In addition to buying the team, he also purchased AM830, which used to belong to a Catholic group of programmers, and had been kind of, I think the Angels picked it up, so he bought everything. Well, he wanted KLAA to be headquartered at the Big A, makes sense. He also wanted to move the transmitter tower, and that's where the door of Providence swung open wide for Crawford Broadcasting. Because in that moment, now, there was a spot in the Cleveland National Forest, right up near the KABC, Channel 7, Doppler, 7,000 weather radar balloons and whatever, where there had been a transmitter tower. The, it had all been approved by the FCC for a transmitter tower. It had been graded. There was a plot. All we had to do was get the tower up on the hill and nail it down as long as everything, well, bolt it down. You don't nail a tower. Um, bolt it down. And bingo, you could operate, right? Well, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in parts of the Cleveland National Forest that are kind of that residential area near Corona, where you kind of go through someone's neighborhood and then you get on this little access road. There is access for like a Cushman cart or a John Deere little (laughs) 4x4 type of thing, but not for the type of truck that you would need to carry piece by piece, a tower big enough to transmit 50,000 watts to all of Southern California. But we got it done and somehow Todd Stickler survived along with Bill Agresta, Chris Alexander, and our team. And literally just a couple of months before the lease was set to expire, KBRT made the successful transition from Avalon, Catalina Island, to Corona, California. 10,000 watts became 50,000 watts because the 10,000 watts off the water gave it tremendous power. And now if you live in certain broadcast areas of Orange County, KBRT actually does run about 200 watts at night. So if you're right around uh, the 91 freeway and the 55, whatever, you can get the terrestrial signal pretty well. But it was today, 10 years ago, that Don Crawford Sr. and Chris Alexander, our engineer, came in and literally threw the switch, taking us off our back uh, backup transmitter and onto the brand new transmitter. And here we are 10 years later. I got some thank yous to thank on the other side of this break. And they're a long list, so I need a couple minutes. So let's take a quick break, and we'll jump back in with the thank you part. By the way, we're still taking your calls at 800-227-5278. We're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the KBRT 50,000-watt transmitter by giving away a pair of tickets to the St. Patty's Comedy Night Singles event sponsored by the Adult Singles Ministry at Murrieta at Cross Point Church in Temecula. It's Friday night, March 17th, 7 p.m., three great comics, Appetizers and beverages, and we've got free tickets for one lucky caller. Got a pair of them. 800 227 5278, 800 227 5278, 800 227 5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line.
3: You know, I just finished a meeting in Africa with a group of guys, and I said to them, Here's the deal. They want to know how things are going in the United States. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you, things are crummy. But I said, What you do every day is you get up every day, gentlemen, and you realize that none of this matters. God is in control. And if you believe that, then it, it's all downhill. And and I said to them, I said, so as we struggle here with the things that we're planning to do here in Africa, it's exciting to see all the things that you guys want to do and the plans you're making. Just know that God is in charge. And so, and the bad things that are happening in the United States, God is going to work all of them to good, Romans eight twenty eight. That's the only solution is just go back every day to Jesus and ask him, for guidance and what you're supposed to be doing. Amen and amen. Dennis Wilson, Wilson
0: Financial Services, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Congratulations. Brian from Redlands picked up those tickets to the St. Patty's Comedy Night Singles event hosted by the Adult Singles Ministry uh, Murrieta at Crosspoint Church in Temecula. It's going to be happening March 17th, 7 p.m. And it features Mike Cano, uh, Justin Rivera, John Hill, appetizers, beverages and more. Uh, we've got a couple more pair of tickets that we'll be giving away between now and the 17th and also be checking your email. Uh, if you are getting the regular uh, regular weekly email blast, I think, from uh, that what Teresa puts out, there's going to be an opportunity to win tickets there as well. Today is Mar- uh, February 28th. I want to say March. It's March 1st tomorrow. Today marks the 10th anniversary of KBRT making the switch to 50,000 watts in Costa Mesa with a transmitter tower in Corona. It was no small undertaking. Chris Alexander, our chief engineer, uh, was the one who ran point on this thing back and forth between his home in Colorado, uh, going to city council meetings and meeting with engineers and designers and architects, trying to get all the little jots and tittles done. If you work in city government, you know how challenging it is when something's supposed to take eight or nine or 10 months for approval and you've got six weeks. You know, I mean, that's or six months and you've got four weeks. And miraculously, we had everything all sewn up. We had until, I believe, the end of November of 2013. And by the end of February of the same year, we were able to throw the switch. Mr. Crawford did ceremonially from our studios here at KBRT. And the 50,000 watt transmission change came into play. Thank you, Mr. Crawford, for a lot of time and a lot of money. A very arduous task indeed to keep KBRT on the air. The, The option was... If for some reason we weren't able to find a location, um, there'd be no more KBRT. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, Secondly, to Artie Marino, the owner of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Thank you for deciding you didn't want AM830's transmitter tower spot anymore so we could put ours there. Really appreciate that. Chris Alexander, of course. Uh, Todd Stickler. We could not have done any of this without Todd. Um, I also want to thank you as a bottom line and KBRT listener. For your faithfulness for supporting the programs that are here. I don't mind saying that the ministry programs that are here that, you know, that the programs purchase time and then they solicit support from donors. And if the support is there, sometimes the support is there to keep it even. Stephen. sometimes the support is overwhelming. It's more than what they are required to, uh, uh, to expend, to put out the, the, the programming here. And we routinely find ourselves in the top two or three in the country for some of our major ministries so I mean that's that's a testament to you in terms of your faithfulness and your prayers also for supporting the advertisers here on the bottom line show I think of Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Stephanie Cover Cover Law um, just a couple of the all of the different events that we have our friends at Preborn Alliance Defending Freedom thank you for praying for them but also supporting them and also I'm not gonna lie it was five years ago right around now that I found out I was gonna have to have open heart surgery so I didn't know where I was going to be once this came out. And a dear friend of mine recently had surgery. They had to intubate like they did for me, put a tube down your throat to help you breathe. And when he came out of surgery, his back is fine, but his vocal cords are ruined. And I'm very grateful to God uh, for giving me the health to continue to do this. I did not imagine 10 years ago when we were celebrating the 50,000 watt conversion of KBRT, that I'd still be doing the bottom line show. But praise God, we're here and we're still... Bringing a message that I think is vital, as James Levesque shared about those prophetic values, speaking the truth in love, having personal integrity, having those conversations with people that we don't agree with. Don't give into the cultural temptation to say, you know what? The world has gotten so bad. I'm just going to hang out with my church friends. I'm only going to listen to Roger's program. And you know what? I'll be good. It's an away game, brothers and sisters. Until the Lord comes back, our faith is going to make us enemies with the world, but God will grant you favor if you are open with him, if you're honest and available for what he wants you to do. So go preach the gospel. That's the bottom line.